After reviewing the play, the call on the ice stands. We got a goal! It's time for the Red Line Review with Mike and Andy. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. Hockey is back and we are here for the first time. I am Mike along with my affable co-host Andy. Andy, say hello. Uh, Hello, I am Andy. Oh good, you've worked on the cough button. I can see, like look at us, we're improving already. Uh, We are two not-so-hockey fans. I am a New York Rangers fan. Andy is a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. And we decided that, uh, well, I think Andy's hilarious, so we're going to have a podcast here, and we're going to take a spin around the NHL this season and see what we find interesting, what we find funny, what frustrates us, what we love, what we hate. And, uh, yeah, today is Tuesday, October the 10th. Three games kicking off tonight. We have Chicago and Pittsburgh. Is the game in Chicago? I thought it was in Pittsburgh. All right. Well, my stat man Andy's going to check on that while I'm uh, going along here. But the debut of Mr. Connor Bedard, uh, the man who's not uh, so much as eaten a nougat in his life, uh, is going to get his first taste of the real big game. Yes. The game officially is in Pittsburgh. The game is in Pittsburgh. You know, I'm a little surprised. Uh, I know it's Crosby and Pittsburgh and everything else, but, you know, I'm surprised they don't have Bedard starting at home this year. But uh, overall, it's going to be an exciting first night. Uh, Three games tonight. What are the other two games tonight? We have uh, Nashville at Tampa, and we have Seattle at Vegas. Okay, okay. So some West Coast games going on here while Tampa getting in there, but... Yeah, overall, it's going to be uh, an exciting year. How are you, uh, Andy, as a Leaf fan, how are you feeling going into the year this year? Well, I'm feeling that that Leafs goal song needs to change. <laughs> yes, the uh, always yeah. popular Hall and Oates, You Make My Dreams Come True. I don't have that sound effect. I really should have it. I don't think the Leafs have ever made my dream come true. <laughs> it is an interesting, uh, an interesting choice of song. In that, you know, most goal songs, it's sort of like an amp up kind of song. And, you know, this one is more, I'm in love with you, you know, and I, I, how do do you feel as a Leaf fan? Let's say they're, they're playing a good team and they're down like three, nothing in the third period. And then Matthew scores a power play goal. (laughs) Or do you as a Leaf fan want to hear at that moment, you made my dreams come true? I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear Hall or Oates. I want to hear something, like you said, that pumps up the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, speaking of Oates. Mustache, about six foot three. Not a big mustache. So, you know, I really think that uh, they need to change it. So we're, I think we're both in agreement on that. So what do you, do you have any ideas of some songs that you could see? Uh, my first thought was the Benny Hill, Benny Hill theme song, which this kind of encapsulates everything that you feel as a Leaf fan. Yes, yes, yes. So that's another one I need to have ready for next time. But the Benny Hill theme but, song, kidding aside, is there something you could see? Sure. Uh, I'm an ACDC fan. I think something from ACDC would sound great. Um, contingent on it not being used by any other teams. I think some teams do use it. 
like back in black and i think there's a few others that are used thunderstruck i could see thunderstruck yeah um what do you go with like a canadian artist or someone from toronto i don't know you know the tragically hip i don't, I don't know what song it would be 50 mission cow I mean, obviously, they've got some hockey-themed ones already. I don't think you need to do 50 Mission Cap. You don't need no. to constantly remind people about the Bill Barilko unfortunate, you know, incident <laughs> all those all those many years ago. Maybe something like Three Pistols or something like that. You know, something really kind of amped up. Three Pistols. I don't know. Yeah, that could work. But song aside, the Leafs are obviously, you know, they're a very talented team who, uh, you know, it's the same old song and dance, at least for the last five or six years, whatever it's been, the Matthews-Marner era, that they just can't seem to get over the hump. And, I mean, as a Leaf fan going in, you've beefed up this year, you've added some guys, you talk a little about that and how you're feeling going into the season. Speaking of getting over the hump, maybe my humps would be a good goal song. I don't know. <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> um Going into the season, uh, like always, a little cautious because you're a Leaf fan and you've, like you said, you've seen this song and dance before. Um, forwards look great. I think from a forward standpoint, um, they could really do some damage. Just the offense alone. Um, I don't like the defense very much. I think there is uh, uh, it, it kind of tails off after the first four, and really we don't have a top top pairing defenseman on the team. And I think that's going to be an issue. I think they have the offense to kind of do some damage. But like you said, it's all about the playoffs. So we'll have to wait and see what happens when we get to the playoffs. And how are you feeling about the offseason additions? Uh, I think Bertuzzi is a perfect ad. I think that's the kind of guy they need who could play in the top six that uh, kind of take take no prisoners. He's not really a big hitting type of guy, but he's a hard-nosed guy that, you know, will stand up for Drives himself. Drives people crazy. Absolutely a pest. Um, and Domi's kind of like that too. Again, he's not physical, but... You know he's a he's a pest, and I think they need more guys like that. I love I love those guys. I love having uh, Matthew Nyes in the lineup. Uh, Domi, I find, is one of those guys though. He had so much uh, hype coming in to the NHL, and he's bounced around a bit now. Like, uh, are you are you confident that he's found a home here and that he's going to be the right fit here? No. <laughs> he's been on seven teams, I think. Right? Is this? Are we the? Is Toronto the seventh team he's been on? I think it's. Seven. Oh, I'd have to look that up. No, I'm pretty it sure it's seven, seven teams. Yeah, it has, has it? Absolutely. I think Columbus, Montreal. We've got. Was he in Carolina? I don't even know. Hold he's on. Dallas, I'm gonna look up uh... Toronto. I'm gonna say seven. Okay, so having looked here overall, this is Max Domi's Seventh team, Andy. Look at right off the top there, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, Thank you. impressive is not a, a big enough word, as, as big a word as it is. But um, yeah, so seventh team for Max Domi. That's crazy. I thought it was maybe three or four, but yeah, you're you hit it nail on the head there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we'll see if he he fits in. It looks like they're slotting him in right now on the second line to start. Um, why he's above Nice is a little lost on me at the moment. Nice is really, from what I've seen, the Leafs has really shown that he's here to stay. Uh, I could definitely see him moving up with Tavares and Nylander. And what about Nylander? I mean, how are you feeling with a guy going in that, you know, a lot of people are knocking him about wanting too much money. 
But there's also the talk that, you know, the last couple of playoffs, he's been a better player than Matthews or Marner. Well, I, I think it's funny that uh, they were talking about this whole center move, and now it appears he's back on the wing. I, I find that a little odd. Yeah, I guess training camp, especially when you bring three or four new guys in, sometimes it is just about, you know, throwing things down on the table and see what fits together, right? So maybe they had, you know, hopes that Nylander could slot in there. Part of me feels like maybe they were trying to turn him into a center to up his value for a, you know, potential trade return down the road. But I don't know, because right now they can't afford him, and it doesn't sound like even next year that the cap's going to go up very much again based on what we're we're hearing, just by a couple of million again. So as we keep recovering from COVID, it's it's a little frustrating that the NFL and, <laughs> and baseball and basketball all seem to be flush up and running again and everything keeps going up and up. And for you know the NHL, we just keep crawling along with these terrible increases in the, in the cap, which for two teams like ours who like to spend money, it's just, uh, it just crushes you because it's, it's not about what you think is fielding the best team. It's making sure everything fits into this box. Yeah, I agree. I don't know if they're going to be able to uh, uh, pay him the $10 million. Is he looking for $10 million? I think that's the kind of number that's been bounced around. Uh, but like you said, I think he's been their, their best or most, most consistent player in the playoffs for the last four years. Yeah. And uh, putting him up uh, on the second line with uh, Tavares and Domi, I think, is a little scary because none of those guys play defense. Uh, right. I, I would agree with you. I think Nyes would be a nice fit in the top six. But I guess we'll have to see how it how it goes. They're obviously looking to um, um, have some depth in the bottom six. Maybe that's why we're seeing Nyes down there. Yeah, I mean, you always you want a, a well-rounded, at, at minimum, I would think, top three lines. You know, that fourth line generally is going to be a sort of a shutdown, more of a defensive-oriented line. You know, try to shut down the other team's bigger bigger threats. But uh, yeah, we'll see, because I'm a little concerned that, you know, you guys have added some beef, you've added some some toughness, some scoring. I, I wonder if you've gotten worse defensively, which, as we all know, seems to be one of the Achilles heels when it comes to the, you know, big playoff time for your boys. Well, playoff time, I think they've actually had trouble scoring. They didn't score anything against Florida, and they... they uh didn't really get scored upon that much by Florida. So I think it was scoring that kind of seems to be the problem in the playoffs. I don't know. Remind me, by the way, to find uh, the sound effect for the We Want Florida chant so I can insert that every now and again when we're... <laughs> we want yeah. uh win in the playoffs. That's that's my chant. Yeah, the Leafs, the Leafs wanted Florida like the Blue Jays wanted Minnesota. And we all know how <laughs> both of those panned out, so... Uh, on the other side, on the on the Metro side of things, you know, uh, the Rangers were for a couple of years looked at this up and coming young team that was uh, going to start to take over the NHL and Broadway and everything else. And it sure looked like it was heading that way. And then, you know, the playoffs came last year. We got up 2-0 on, on Jersey. And as anyone who follows it knows, it, it it flipped and it flipped quickly. And before you know, before you could say Darius Kasparitis, we we were gone, and New Jersey was moving on. But um, I think the Rangers are are in a similar situation, like the Leafs, in that uh, the regular season is the regular season, and it's what you do in the playoffs at this point, and where your teams are in the window. I think um, 
I really like the the additions they've made given the budget they had. You know, Blake Wheeler, I really think is not only going to add some scoring, but he's uh, can be a bit of a nasty player, which I really think is lacking in Rangerland. You know, the whole Tom Wilson, Artemi Panarin incident where they brought in Ryan Reeves, who uh, <laughs> didn't fight uh, Wilson one one time the entire time he was here. Um, but I digress on that. I, I, I love Reeves. I just wish he would, you know, made us all feel a little better about that. But <laughs> yeah, overall, uh, I think the, the big thing, and it's, uh, I feel like a broken record with the media talking about the Rangers, but a lot of the success of this team is going to fall on what's known as the kid line, which is, you know, Philip Heedle and Kako and Lafreniere. Now, Heedle really seems like he's taken some steps. He's uh he's been a good playoff performer. He's increased his point total most years. Uh, and the one guy that I've been really impressed with, at least in the preseason so far, is Kako. I think a lot of people very easily have been writing him off because he's not Jack Hughes. But uh, he's become a very, very good defensive forward. And I really think the scoring is going to come around. And I think it's been an important few years of of shaping the player he's become so that he's not just a guy who's going to fly down the wing on two-on-ones and one-timers on the power play. He's going to be a guy that you're going to trust out there late in games. And I think he's he's really turning into a the kind of player we had hoped he would be. Once the offense clicks a little bit more, I think it's really going to be exciting. The big question, of course, is Mr. Number One, Mr. Alexei Lafreniere, 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 Lafreniere. I wish I could say his name more because you don't hear it very often on the score sheet. Uh, I think I read the other day between regular season playoffs and preseason, his last 15 games, he has one point. And, you know, Brooksy is calling him out in the New York Post, but he's kind of telling the team to, like, he just let him relax and play his own game. I don't know what's... uh, I think it's all mental because you watch the video clips. Now, I know it's junior, but you watch the video clips of him with Team Canada before he was drafted and how electric of a player he is. And he just seems lost out there. He reminds me a little bit of Chris Kreider in that he looks like he's overthinking. And by overthinking, he's not doing anything. So I don't know where this story ends up for, for Lafreniere. I think if he can wake up and become... 80% of the player that we hoped he was going to be. This It could be a game changer on Broadway, but until we see it, I think he, I think it's going to be key in the first maybe 10 games to get a little bit of puck luck, you know, to get a, maybe a couple of ugly goals, to get on the score sheet, to build that confidence up. And, and once he gets going, I think they're, if he gets going, I, I love the defense overall. You know, Truba and Keandre can be a little dicey uh, at times in their own end particularly Mr. Truba, as much as I love the hits. But, um, yeah, I, I love their goaltender. Well, I love their starting goaltender. I don't know how I feel about Jonathan Quick yet. I mean, he, his, his save percentage is, is lower than, you know, Dalton Varsho's batting average. Uh, so, sorry, throwing the baseball back in there again. You're, Go ahead. I didn't put my finger up. I'm sorry, Mike. <laughs> That's our little system here. I'm supposed to put my finger up. I didn't put my yes. finger up. I'll go back to the I- penalty box. I'm sorry. I also didn't say which finger. You know which one it is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, you know, they've got great starting goaltending. They've got 
you know, in my opinion, the 1A, 1B best defenseman on the planet in Adam Fox. And I feel like people always say it's Makar, 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 and then it's kind of everybody else. I think Fox is as good as Makar. And I think people who feel the opposite way don't watch enough of Adam Fox and what a cerebral game he plays. Maybe the best passer on the planet, in my in my humble opinion. But, I mean, you've had a little bit of a look. I know you're not a Ranger fan, but, like, what are your, from an outsider's perspective, what are your, what are your thoughts going in? Sure. I, I like uh, Trocek. Is he your third line? Trocek. Vincent Trocek. Trocek. Yeah. Yes. He, um, uh, he came over, I think he put up 60 points for you guys last year. He's, he's a beast in the face-off uh, zone, and I, I, I'm a big fan of him. So you've got guys like him, Blake Wheeler, who you mentioned, Goodrow. You've got you've got some nice guys that can kind of play in the bottom six, but you know I can see Lafreniere um, playing with some of those guys. Maybe maybe that would help build his confidence as opposed to just putting him with all the other kids and expecting him to kind of dazzle. I'm I'm just hoping that he finds somewhere that he feels comfortable and can get back to the kind of game he plays. I'm excited about Will Cooley. The big tough forward that's got a little bit of a scoring touch that's going to be, you know, making his, well, I think he's played maybe a game or two before, but he's going to be having his first full season, it certainly sounds like. And uh, they got Brennan Othman waiting in the wings down in Hartford, another left winger. But um, Heedle's going to be playing with Panarin. You know, uh, Panarin's had more centers than Spinal Taps had drummers. You know, they keep trying to find fit after fit for this guy. And, uh, you know, everyone seems to be like, you know, pretty good. Artemi Panarin should be a perennial 110 point guy, but he constantly is in that sort of high 80s, low 90s. I think he got to the high 90s one year. They've they've tried with Zibanejad with him. They've tried uh, they've tried everybody. So I don't know. We'll we'll see what's going to happen. He shaved his head. I don't know how I feel about that. It's hard <laughs> to recognize him out there with the without those golden curls coming out. But um, yeah, I'm I'm excited overall. Everyone's picking uh, the Devils and the Hurricanes, and they're both going to be tough. You know, Pittsburgh's going to be tough. Yeah, Andy, go ahead. You have New York finishing above both, or either uh, New Jersey, Carolina. I think if all, everything goes well for the Rangers, I think they could finish as high as second in the division this year. And I think worst case scenario, they're battling for a wild card and maybe just miss. Wow. But uh, I think whereas the Leafs are probably one of the front runners to have one of the top records in the league, I think the I definitely think the the overall outside expectations for the Rangers are slightly lower. As much as there's the hope that you know things are going to go well, but um, I I think that you're going to have yeah Carolina, New Jersey, the Rangers, and Pittsburgh are my yeah. likely four to get in in the Metro. And on your side, I mean, boy, oh boy, it's tough. You've got, I think the Leafs are in. I think Tampa's in. Uh, I think Florida's in. And uh, I don't know. It could be, you know, Buffalo and Ottawa are both. I feel like I'd be a little nervous if I was a, if I was a Leaf fan. I, I, I honestly look at like the Phillies and the Columbuses of the world. And, you know, I don't. They don't really <laughs> appear on my radar very often just because they're sort of middling in mediocrity, which I, you know, I absolutely love. But um, yeah, I mean, how are, how are you feeling about the, the the rise of that division? I mean, that is turning into, it already was, but it's really becoming a really tight, tight division. 
yeah, you, you've got Boston, who you have to assume is going to start going down those standings. I expected that last year. Then they had 130 points. Um, Boston's always tough. Ottawa looks good this year. Um, like you said, Bo- uh, Buffalo has a, so many good young players. That 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 whole uh, division is just kind of <laughs> right, right for somebody to come in and take it over. You know, Tampa uh, doesn't have a goalie for the first two months, right? Yeah, very true. Yeah, I, I don't. I can't remember the guy's name that's going to be stepping in for them as the starter, but uh, I had never heard of him coming in. But you know, right. Tampa's got a, a got a great D, and a lot of times when you have maybe not your all star goalie back there, teams can tend to play better defensively because they know they need to be more aware that maybe who's back there is not going to bail them out as as quite as much as Vasilevsky would. Sure, uh, Florida with. Uh, their goaltending. I mean, you 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 saw what um, Bobrovsky can do in the playoffs, but you also see how um, average he can be during the regular season. And that's a team that didn't uh, make the playoffs until uh, I think the last week or the last few days. Yeah, I don't it's, know. it's it's tight. It's tight. I think um, I don't necessarily look at any team like a, a Boston this year, given that what they've lost. Um, now Boston's always going to be Boston as long as guys like Marshawn are around. But um, I really think the East, the East is going to be very tough and very wide open. That, that's how I see the East this year. Yeah, I think it's going to be an exciting year. Some, you know, some players have, have changed jerseys as they often do. Yeah, I, I'm really, really excited for, I guess, for Thursday in particular to really get things going. I know you've got the Habs on Wednesday, right? Yeah, who do you guys have? So Thursday, uh, we play in Buffalo. So, you know, there's a team that has a lot of hope, but look at you starting off as a Ranger fan game one already. Cause you know, you want, I know you want us to beat Buffalo. So, um, yeah, they're a team, you know, that could be battling us for uh, Mr. Patrick Kane services in a couple of, uh, couple of months. And I heard the Leafs actually might be involved in that. I don't know where your team or my team is going to get the money to, to do that, but I, I really don't see Kane as much money as he probably has. I don't see him signing a, you know, a, a veteran minimum contract anytime soon, but <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting. And what about uh, the West? Like, wh- how are you looking? What are you thinking about the West this year? Uh, I did a ranking on uh, yeah. a piece of paper with a pen. I don't, I don't, you always, I'm not exactly technologically. We're, we are, we are a professional outfit here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I've got um, I've got Dallas, Colorado, and Minnesota in the central. I think it's going to be close between those three, and then I have no clue after that. Yeah, I think uh, I think teams like the Blackhawks are are definitely going to be on the rise. I, I don't think they're going to come anywhere near to the playoffs this year. I think it would not shock me if Connor Bedard hit a hundred points this year. Wow! Because I think they are going to play the snot out of this kid. Um, I don't think they're going to overextend him. I think they're going to be careful with their meal ticket, but, um, this is a guy, like I said, that, what do you say? He's never eaten fast food in his life and all this other, he's probably never even heard of the internet before, right? He just like, he skates and that's it. But, um, yeah, I'm excited to see what they do. Uh, the jets, I mean, they lost a couple of guys. They re-signed a couple of guys. Are they rebuilding? Aren't they? I mean, I, I don't know what the Jets are at this point. 
yeah, I, I, it's sure, it's, it sure sounds like they're taking Shifley and uh, trying to build the team around him. So maybe they're kind of doing one of those kind of mini breakdowns and rebuild back up. But um, yeah, overall, I, I think you're pretty accurate with, uh, with Colorado, Dallas, and you said St. Louis, Minnesota, Minnesota. Yes, Minnesota. Minnesota is one of those teams I always find that I just kind of forget about. But, you know, they can be a very exciting team, and, and Minnesota is such a, a rabid, rabid hockey state. You know, their college hockey is nuts, and they love their wild. And they just don't get the national coverage a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh, of course, being a Ranger fan, my my boy, who I was a little heartbroken, he re-signed the other day, Mr. Zuccarello. I was kind of quietly hoping maybe if the wild had a downturn that maybe, you know, may be available as like a cheap rental to come back to Broadway. But uh, all for naught. And uh, over in the Pacific, first of all, on a scale of one to 10, have you seen the new uh, Golden Knight rings? And what what are your thoughts on these things? So the answer is no, actually. I haven't seen this. You have not seen no. them? No. Well, this ring is is something else. Let me see if I can pull this up for you. We are an audio show, but we are able to share video with each other. We might turn into a video show down the road. We don't know. Okay, so here oh, we're both looking at the ring now. You can see over here, wow. that's what it looks like. And the top comes off, and it looks like the inside of their arena on the inside. Wow, and this okay. part can be worn as like nice. a pendant, I guess. But it's that is, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not a Golden Knights <laughs> fan, um, by any stretch of the imagination. You know, good for them. They won. They're the reigning champs. There's no one can debate that. You know, I'm one of those people that I, I, <laughs> I like it when a, a new franchise sort of has to go through 10 or 15 years of misery to kind of earn their <laughs> stripes. Vegas obviously did it very smartly and a, a lot better than a lot of our teams that have been around for forever have been doing it. So congratulations to them. But that ring, I'm not normally big on jewelry and all that stuff, but that ring is a solid 10 out of 10. You're giving that a creativity. 10. Wow. That's a 10. Had it just been the regular <laughs> diamonds everywhere and everything encrusted, I, I probably would have, I wouldn't even be bringing it up. It's the arena on the inside that, that puts it way over the top for me. Uh, yeah, I, I give it a nine out of 10. I think the nighttime, uh, that, that's the point I'm docking for the nighttime. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, you know, I'd argue <laughs> that if I could. Sure. But uh, I think Vegas, you know, Vegas is as solid as always. The Oilers, you know, the Oilers are a, a great offensive team. I think they're starting to come into their own on the defensive side. Goaltending's still a bit of a question. Yeah. But uh, I think, you know, I think they're... They're, they're continuing to head in the right direction, but I know a lot of Oilers fans get frustrated because they, they have these teams that they're very excited about and they can't get over the hump. But, you know, I don't know how much more you can ask of, of Connor McDavid and, and Leon Dreisaitl. I mean, they've been giving them 100-point season after 100-point season and unbelievable hockey night in and night out, and it still can't get them over the top. I was having a debate about this actually the other day. Let me know your thoughts on this. I was saying to somebody that when it comes to hockey pools, straight hockey pools, that you should not be allowed to draft Connor McDavid. It automatically gives you like a 30-point leg up on everyone else in the pool that you're competing with, assuming he stays healthy, of course. Well, I, I remember so uh, a story from my dad when he used to do an office pool every year. Whenever it uh, came to uh, Gretzky, 
people would just save and wait and outbid each other for Wayne Gretzky because they knew he was going to lead the postseason in points. And whoever had Gretzky won. So I guess yeah. it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's... um. You know, I'm in a I'm in a pool tomorrow night. Why it's starting a day after the season starts, I don't know. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things where we're not going to know what the order is until the uh, the draft room opens. So I think every one of us are kind of quietly hoping. I normally like to be in the middle of a pool, yeah, middle of the order, so I don't have to wait as long to get my picks in. And you generally have a, a better team that way. But boy, oh boy, if I can if I can get that number one, I I would definitely hop on that. But um. Well, I guess that's yeah. the point. You've got to wait all that time until your next pick. So, yeah, maybe it's not that much of an advantage. I mean, potentially. But again, Connor McDavid is such a, a shapeshifter, a game changer. It's just, uh, it's almost unfair that you're able to draft him. But, I mean, going back to the division itself, I think, yeah, the Knights, the Oilers, everyone's really jumping on that Kings bandwagon. Los Angeles looks good, yeah. And then we've got uh, the another yet another successful <laughs> new franchise, the Seattle Kraken, who uh, you know Ron Francis and company just going in there and 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 I'm not even writing the ship; they just bought the right ship, you know. And I I think they're another team that's on on the rise, and Seattle sure looks like an exciting place to play. Uh, they've got good energy, good crowd. You know, I'm sure there's plenty of people who have been to enough western hockey league games out there that transitioned into the nhl and you know hopefully they get a basketball team back soon but uh i'm happy for their i guess success overall as long as they don't win a cup anytime soon and then you have the four uh the other four you know the flames the canucks the sharks and the ducks i mean boy oh boy the flames just felt like a team that was about to be turned up to an upper echelon team and then you know Someone pulled the fire alarm and, and half the, the good players jumped off the boat. I don't know what to make of them. Kadri's their captain now, I believe. The, Calgary's always a tough team to play against, even when they're not necessarily a good team, I've always found. Um, but yeah, I, it's, I think they're one of those teams that could be battling with Seattle for that last playoff spot. They finished seven points behind them last year. Uh, but the other three, the Canucks, Sharks, and Ducks, I think are all just you know, probably looking at uh, draft rankings at this point. I've got Calgary kind of slipping in there above uh, Seattle at number four, actually. Yeah, like, what do you think is going to yeah. turn uh, Calgary's ship the right way this year? I, being rid of uh, Daryl Sittler, perhaps? Yes, yeah, he'll yeah. go back to his farm. <laughs> yeah, uh, Huberto, you know, Went from a 100-point player to a 60-point player. I think you'll see a rebound there. Same with uh, Markstrom. I, I can see them making uh, making progress this year, doing some damage. I agree in that. I think uh, the whole team, not to put a lo- too much weight on them, but I think the success of this team rests on the shoulders of Huberto. If he can get back to that player, that changes a lot for that team. But if he's going to continue to regress, <laughs> then uh, they could be looking at another team that's looking to, you know, turn things around and rebuild yeah but the 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 canucks i don't have much thoughts on the canucks i you know they're a team that has some really nice players but a lot of players who are you know not really doing the job for them and i think canucks sharks and ducks are all in the same boat i think these are going to be teams that are going to be at the bottom all year that are going to be trading off pieces come the deadline and looking to rebuild through the draft and free agency but um yeah 
but you know, we're both East Coast guys and we both tend to watch, you know, the the Eastern Conference a little bit more, but you know, I always I always love a good Western Conference playoff battle, you know, when you get like those Oilers and Flames or, you know, some really tough battles out there. But I, I yeah, I think it's going to be exciting. I I think should we get into predictions? Sure. Okay, so I think if I'm going to go in the Western Conference, if I'm looking at the Western Conference finals, I am going to say that it is going to be now I feel like I'm not really going out of limb here, but I'm going to say Edmonton, <laughs> Colorado in the Western Conference final. Uh and I think Colorado uh wins again and makes their way uh oh. makes their way to the finals. In the East, I think ooh, I mean, I don't know how you're feeling as a Leaf fan, but um <laughs> I'm going to say, you know what, I think it's going to be a bounce back year. And I think in a lot of ways, Vasilevsky having this time off is going to benefit him further on down the road this season. And I think it's going to be Tampa. And uh, I think Tampa, as much as it, God, as much as it kills me to say it, (laughs) I think it's going to be Tampa and the Devils, you know, so uh, Putty on Seinfeld can can take a hike. Devils! I, now I could be wrong. Would I love the Rangers to make the right moves and get hot and everything else? Absolutely. I hope the Devils go 0 and 82. I know all you Devils fans are going to roast me for that, but you know you've got a, a heck of a team right now, and yeah, I, I really think that uh, it's going to be the Devils and the Lightning, and I think Tampa's going to the final. I think we're going to see Tampa, Colorado, and with that, I think Colorado's probably going to to hoist it again. Now, we're going to listen back to these at the end of the year, and we're going to see how how wrong we are about everything. But, um, yeah, I really think it's going to be a fun year, an interesting year. Hopefully lots of news, hopefully lots of moves, lots of heckles, lots of jekylls, so we have lots of stuff to talk about. And uh, with that, I'd like to bring on Andy for his predictions. You know, when we have uh, sound effect buttons to play with, wow, this is a 30-second clip. So I'm just yeah. going to tone that down yeah. a bit. But yeah. um, Sorry, I have to get to bed, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Andy, hit it. Let's start Hi, with the I'm, West. Hi, my name is Andy. Colorado. I've got Colorado coming out of the West as well. You know, I like Vegas. I think it's going to be close there, but I've got Colorado. That That, that okay. is my in-depth in look at the West. Th- who are they playing? Who are they playing in the in the Western Final? Vegas. <laughs> he said, "With I'm taking Vegas that clip." By up. the way, the word the <laughs> way you just said Vegas is definitely becoming a new sound effect on this show. Uh, you tried to tell me we built a time machine out of a DeLorean. <laughs> that was my Michael J. Fox. That, that's why I said thank it you. that way. Thank you. Thank you. Colorado. Colorado is going to come out of the uh, the Colorado West. Vegas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what about what about in the East? Oh uh, there's a team in the East called the Toronto Maple Leafs. I don't know if you've heard about them. Uh, they don't get much airtime, so I figure I should. Thank you. Uh, I like your idea with Tampa. I think they will bounce back, but I'm taking Toronto because, come on, let's get crazy. And I've got Toronto, them playing. The... I... <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry, Mike. I was just going to say, who are they playing? Uh, the aforementioned New Jersey Devils. So you're telling me that the Leafs, and are they going to beat New Jersey? No, I have New Jersey going uh, to the finals with Colorado. And I have the Devils taking it Gross. all. Gross. Yep. Oh, 
Gross. Yep. I mean, it's hard to argue, but um, yeah, we'll see. You know, because New Jersey, you know, they've got a, they've got a great young team, a very well-rounded team. You know, they came back and obviously ended up dominating the the back half of the series against the Rangers, but then they they kind of you know they kind of wilted uh, against Carolina in the next round. So, you know, who knows? They're they're goaltending. They got young goaltending. We'll see if that's going to pan out for them. But yeah, they they sure have a, a tough team put together this year. And uh, all right, so you got the Devils and I've got the the Avalanche, but we both got the Avalanche in the final. Yeah. That sound good? Good. All right. Well, I think we're uh, we're getting near the end of our first episode here, but uh, but overall, is are you are you excited? Are you are you ready to go? Are you ready to drop the puck? Yeah. Yeah, it sure sounds that way. Yeah. It's the leaves. Come on. Can you do it? All right. Well, time will tell. We're only a few hours <laughs> from puck drop. Uh, follow us on Instagram, TikTok, where else? X or Twitter, as it's known. We're going to get the audio of this up on YouTube. Like, subscribe, tell your friends, retweet, come back and visit us again. Everything will be on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere you can look once we get it all up. Uh, For the Andy Man, I am Mike. Have yourselves a great day. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you on the ice. 